Hello and welcome to another episode of the Burt's Books podcast. It's Saturday morning, it's the 8th of January and in my ongoing commitment to doing more of these podcasts and telling you more about the books I have read, I am telling you about this. The first thing I've done is I've woken up to tell you about the book that I finished at 1am last night. More on that in a little bit. I'm also going to give you a bit of behind-the-scenes gossip. So, yesterday I had a new person starting with me at Burt's Books. Zoe is going to be helping me out on the next few weeks on a Friday, just so that I can do some excellent things with the website, do some more orders, get them all out on time, and yeah, she's really good. We, yesterday, actually, I we both spent loads of time sending out orders because... This month, I don't know if you're aware, but Claire McIntosh, the author of uh, various thrillers and the latest one, Hostage, is doing a Facebook book club. She's been doing it a couple of years now, and she uh, has asked me this month to help her um, supply the books. And her book this month is Three Hours by Rosamund Lupton. We had a chat ages ago, me and Claire, um, on this very podcast about uh, a few different books and she spoke about one, um, I can't remember what it's called now, but I read it and I reviewed it and it was about a hostage situation in a school and I then suggested to her that she ought to read three hours and she obviously has done and she's chosen it for her book club and I've got signed copies, well I've got signed book plates for people to read um, We'll sign book plates to go in the books for people to read, but they got lost in the post and they finally turned up yesterday. So everybody who has bought a book through me for the book club, uh, they were sent out yesterday. So Zoe helped me with that. And also, I've still got some signed book plates left. So if you would like a copy of Free Hours by Rosamund Lupton, uh, head over to the Burt's Books website right now and place an order. Uh, I think that's it. I think there's nothing else to tell you about this week, so I will get straight on and tell you that this week's book is Demon by Matt Veselowski. Uh, it's gonna be, well, it's out next week, and it's the sixth book in the Six Stories series. I'm gonna tell you all about it on the other side of this music. You'll have to excuse me if I sound a bit tired this morning. I went to bed a bit late and I thought I will just go straight to sleep. But no, I remembered I was nearing the end of my third book of uh, 2022. And I thought, no, I'm going to have to read this. I need to give this book uh, a finish. I need to get to it. Uh, so it's Demon by Matt Veselowski who um, wrote or is writing the Six Stories series. I've reviewed a couple of these before, um, so if you don't know about it, what it is is uh, a story told from a podcast point of view. So it's a, basically a transcript of a pod true crime podcast. And Scott King hosts the, web, the podcast and he interviews a different person in each episode. So the book is split into six sections and in that he gets sort of the that person's perspective on a crime or a cold case. And they're not setting out to solve the crime, but what they are doing is trying to set out to understand it a bit more and work out exactly what happened or if you can't work out what happened maybe what drove people to it or just get a better understanding of the whole 
thing. Let me read the blurb to you. In 1995, the picture-perfect village of Usselthwaite was the site of one of the most heinous crimes imaginable, in a case that shocked the world. Twelve-year-old Sidney Parsons was savagely murdered by two boys his own age. No reason was ever given for this terrible crime, and the demonic duo who killed him were imprisoned until their release in 2002, when they were given new identities and lifetime anonymity. Elusive online journalist Scott King investigates the lead-up to and aftermath of the killing, of uncovering dark stories of demonic possession and encountering a village torn apart by this unspeakable act. And as episodes of his Six Stories podcast begin to air, and King himself becomes a target of media scrutiny and the public's ire, it becomes clear that whatever drove those two boys to kill is still there, lurking, and the campaign of horror has just begun. This is quite a book in that it's fairly uh, brutal in its description of um, some of the crimes, specifically the death of an animal, a death of a dog. And so I think if you are triggered, uh, I guess, yes, I'm saying this is a trigger warning. Uh, if you are triggered by uh, animal death, animal cruelty, even the children, uh, children death, then maybe avoid this one. In fact, right at the beginning, um, there is a note from Matt Veselowski himself saying, please be aware before you proceed that this book contains fictional violence against children and animals that may cause some readers distress or upset. Uh, I mentioned that because it is the horrendous, the, uh, well, it's an Arenda Books book, and you will know that I do an Arenda Books subscription. And the two books are uh, Demon this month and Bitter Flowers by Gunnar Starlison. And they are ready, or will be ready, to go out next week. It's still time for you to sign up, should you wish to. Uh, but Demon is sort of the main one. And a couple of people have said to me, mm, I don't think this book is going to be for me. So um, it's had a lot of good, positive reviews. But it is going to be um, maybe a bit tough going for some people. So just a heads up. In fact, I would say out of the six stories, the six books in the six story series so far, this one is probably the most brutal. And I think if you've read the others, then you will know how... Um, how big a statement that is, because some of the others do go quite deep into um, sort of violence and gore. Um, I think because of the emotive subject of a child death, and it would be very different if it was a, an adult uh, who had been sort of arrested for killing this child, but they were two children who killed a child. What I like about this book is that uh, in fact, what I like about the whole series is that the people that get interviewed are not the people you'd necessarily expect. So it starts off with a woman who uh, lived in the village and you learn about things from her point of view. A few other characters are mentioned, like the father of one of the boys, the adoptive parents of another set, um, uh, like the locals, etc., and you think, oh, okay, well, maybe one of those is going to be interviewed next. And then it goes on a complete curveball. And it goes off to a completely different angle and introduces some new characters. So you really do see things 
from points of view that you hadn't considered before. Um, it's also very difficult in these books because Scott King is investigating cold cases. He is, uh, and sometimes, in like, for instance, in this instance, people have con been convicted of the crime, but there's a still a big question mark hanging over things, and it's a case of he's not going to solve the crime in the podcast. That's not his intention, and it wouldn't be realistic for him to do so. But as a reader, you are wanting to find out more. You want to, you want a satisfactory conclusion. So you want, if there's any kind of doubt, to be told who actually did the crime or be led to work it out for yourself. And I think that's something Matt does very well in terms of how he ties up the stories uh, because you're always left satisfied that you know who done it, as it were, or you're given enough information to be able to resolve it in your own head. And sometimes that has meant that Scott King has been involved in the story himself. And if he had if we hadn't known more about him in previous books, I may have wondered if he was actually one of the people, one of the two boys whose um, identity has been protected since leaving uh, prison. That's not the case, spoiler alert. Um, if you've read previous books, you'll know it's not the case. So it's not a massive spoiler. But somebody is potentially, he's saying, going to reveal the name and location of one of the now men who has been living in the wild, as it were, for nearly 20 years. He was released in 2002. This book is set in, I guess, 2021. And he is out there. Um, so what is he going to do if his name and identity gets revealed? This is like uh, on the equivalent with the James Bolger case. So massive, massive deal in terms of the public consciousness. And it could be open to vigilante justice. So that's kind of the, the thing that's going on throughout as will we find out. And it's not Scott King himself who is saying that he's going to reveal it. It's just that there are rumours that somebody is going to reveal it. Each of the podcast episodes, and this happens in all of the books, is interspersed with... Uh, well, between the two episodes. Uh, between the episodes, there are little bits of other information. So there are newspaper articles, there are emails um, that are coming towards Scott King saying, don't you, you're sick for doing this, you know, just leave them alone, leave the family alone. Uh, other emails coming saying, don't you dare reveal um, these people's locations. Um, you know, you're, you, you're just, just leave it alone, you're insane. Just absolutely leave it alone. So you get a bit more context around uh, what's going on once each episode has been released to the public. And there is a building sort of um, ire towards the two killers um, because people have long memories and they want these child killers to be punished. And as some of the other people say in this book, they have been punished. They were sent to court, 
they received a verdict. They received a sentence. They have served that sentence and have now been, as far as the parole boards, etc., are concerned, i.e. the experts in this, they have been rehabilitated. And it brings up lots of questions about rehabilitation, about punishment, and as a society, what we accept. Because we we vote for people who make laws, who put um, uh, judges in there. There are juries who, um, who help work out whether somebody has committed a crime or not. In theory, our justice service is run by us, for us. And yet, public opinion in this case is that these two children now men, should probably never have been released. And if they get uh, sort of told who they are, then their lives are in danger from the vigilante mobs. Um, but what is the point of our prison service if not to rehabilitate? And one of the people that is interviewed is one of the prison officers. And I say prison officer, it was a young offender's place, it was more about rehabilitation than prison. And she says the very same thing, in that it, it costs more to rehabilitate somebody. But once they are rehabilitated, then they don't go on to reoffend. So whilst you might spend more rehabilitating somebody, over the course of a lifetime, if you just send people to prison and they come out and reoffend and go back in, you're probably spending more. So... And do we want that? Do we want to just lock up bad people and forget about them? Or do we want to find out why somebody has done something bad and try and resolve that so that they never do that again and become and can become a useful member of society? Especially when there's two children involved, preteens, uh, when they committed the crime, so not fully developed yet. And what did they do? Why did they do it? Um, especially when, actually, in this case, not all the details were ever sort of revealed. They confessed, more or less, I think, to having done the crime, but never why. So nobody ever really knew the full details of the case. So it raises a lot of those questions. It also raises questions about um, as society, our reliance and the way we are now on social media, um, do they, like the comments places on um, newspaper articles, full of misogyny, racism, sexism, uh, homophobic uh, language, what do... Are, are, is social media encouraging this? Is, is the way we've set up our society... And, like adding fuel to the fire, the way that the media behaves, do they encourage things? Um, I saw an article about um, the EU yesterday, well, it was from the BBC, and it was a fact checking article, but it said something like, Did the EU stop us putting crowns on our pint glasses? So, the, you know, the little logo that's on the side of a pint glass, did the EU ban this? Question mark. The truth is, no, they didn't. And the head, but the, the way the headline was worded was fairly a, a sort of anti-EU, a bit of a clickbait. 
So, is that behaviour encouraging the sort of fueling the hatred of, that people have, or is it just giving a voice to what's already there? And I feel like a lot of the books that Matt has written go into uh, these issues and discuss it. And it really does make you think about what you are doing as an individual. When you are going onto Twitter and saying, I didn't like this, um, I don't like this, this is bad. Are you just adding fuel to the fire? Um, do you need to say it? Can you just keep your opinion to yourself? Um, it always leaves me with these questions when I read these books and um, about how we can build a better society, which is interesting because they are always all about cold cases and really horrific crimes. And yet there's always this little bit of hope in them. There's these uh, reflections upon the way that we've allowed society to become, but can we change that? Are, are, are there enough of us who want to stand up for decency and the human rights and the it, the protection of people? I mean, there's one point in the book where it says you can absolutely feel sympathy for these two children, the, the guys that were convicted, because some terrible things happened to them pre the crime. Uh, one of their, well, both of their mothers died, one of the fathers died as well. And the, the book says you can absolutely feel sympathy for them and still have utter revulsion at what they did. But why did they do it? What happened? What led to that behaviour? Um, did we as a society have an influence on that? And are, And can people change once they've done something bad or does that become the defining moment of their lives if it does become the defining moment of their lives is that because we society won't let them have any other sort of thing do we then if we all we talk about is this defining moment this this terrible terrible crime that they committed if we won't let them forget that then if they don't forget that, do they go on to reoffend? If 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 people are told enough times that they are evil, that they are bad, you start to believe it. Um, I'm I'm possibly to some of you starting to sound like a bleeding heart liberal, um, so maybe I should leave it there. It's called Demon. It's by Matt Veselowski. It's the sixth book in the six stories series. If you haven't read any of them, you can read them as a standalone. Um, particularly this one, there is maybe a couple of little things that come up in earlier series, um, in earlier books that um, you wouldn't want spoiled, but this one is completely standalone. It doesn't reference those events. It's coming out on the 20th of January, but if you sign up to the Arenda book subscription, you will get it a week early and you will get a copy with a signed book plate. It's all available to order at birthbooks.co.uk.
Right, that is enough of me wanging on about books today. Uh, Demon by Matt Veselowski is available to order at birthbooks.co.uk, uh, like I said. But make sure, if you want to, sign up to the Arenda Books subscription, that you do it by next Saturday the 15th, uh, because... Uh, uh, that, that's the cut-off point. After that, you will get the February titles, which will also be great, but you'll miss out on Demon, um, and you'll have to buy that separately. All of the six stories series are available to, available to purchase at birtsbooks.co.uk, and I highly recommend you do. They are some of the um, best books out there at the moment, and also they are written in a really easy format, um, so they're a book that you can just crack through um, in a weekend as well. So it's a really nice read to have on your bookshelf. Uh, that's everything for today. Uh, you can email me at burtsbooks, at bert at burtsbooks.co.uk um, if you have read any of the six stories series and want to comment on them. Or you can um, find me on Twitter at burtsbooks. Um, I'm also on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of those things, um, but I don't do as much on there as I probably should. Um, thank you so much for listening, and please do rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. I'm off to find another book that I can read this weekend. I haven't decided what it is yet, but I will let you know as soon as I do. Keep reading. <laughs>